0: Yes, yes. Welcome into to questions from the audience on the Tim McKernan Show podcast. We're live on video on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and the TMA YouTube channel. Come on in. The water is warm. Uh, YouTube.com slash TMA Subscribe. Jackson uh, is with me in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Even though he's only across the hallway, we're in two different locations. But yet, oh, I would say we're, God, 10 yards away, 12 yards max.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's weird because I'm around the corner. So it's, right. it's, a, uh, but yeah, yeah, we are. It's a, it's a good, I'd bump and run from here. Like if you were the hole,
0: hashtag mm-hmm. hole,
2: I'd bump and run, I'd bump and run.
0: You bump and run from this hole.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, I think you get you know, it on the I, ground
0: and then just let it trundle up to the, uh, right. to the flagstick. We uh, welcome people to get involved on a live edition of QFTA. Uh, look at the new, you can see this if you watch TMA. This is what's behind Doug. This team, this really is a sharp look. Like yeah. now they see it in the you see the Ryan Kelly Home Loan studios. Uh, it's a sharp look, super sharp. People, people people have expressed interest in buying these flags. How how good would it look in a neighborhood in Ladue, which you can speak to, to have yes. one of these flying above a mansion. Wouldn't that, that be wonderful? And how self indulgent would it be if I had one of these hanging outside of my home to let all the fucking stalkers know where to go? No, uh, I think these flags. are not for sale as of this moment, though.
2: You just have a flag that says
0: Tim. And it, Tim. Weighed, it just waves in the
2: uh,
0: Hey, man, Child79 says sup. Come on in. The water is warm. Uh, a bunch of questions were already loaded in my inbox. Tim McKernan at Inside STL. I'm just sticking with the InsideSTL.com thing. I still don't know. I. I, I don't know. It's a whole thing. It's fine. I have the TMASTL account, but I'm so there's some issues with the account for me and even Jackson. This isn't like an Iggy and Doug thing where you know basic technology yeah. has absolutely sabotaged the day. Right. This this is a thing where the I can't save emails and I like to save emails and put them in different folders like I do when I get QFTA emails. So just keep emailing me at tmckernaninsidestl dot com uh what the hell happened i was getting ready to go into them right away but i see jackson thank you i love that what the hell happened to that erotic email yesterday it sounded like it was going places before jackson shut it down
2: oh email. I don't know what
0: we're talking about here you went you
2: were you were reading from the uh the unfiltered file which i call the dumb
0: oh yeah i you You, can only speak to that because i deleted it Uh, it
2: it was uh i don't know yeah, yeah, it was another Kevin Miller classic that it just it wasn't good. Oh, it doesn't yet.
0: sound like you're impressed with his work. I think he does glorious work.
2: He does. He does usually. I love Kevin. No one makes me laugh more than Kevin Miller's fan page posts. I hope he hears this because I, I find them very hilarious. But nonetheless, just it wasn't a good enough email to make the cut. The,
0: the filtered file. But yet I was reading in the wrong folder. And so.
2: Right. And it yeah. may mistake you because sometimes the filtered folder. We'll have some uh that's right some rogue landmines
0: that I didn't fully vet uh you can get involved in this chat any questions comments erotic stories you want to send in you can email me team current inside stl i am I'm locked and loaded here with four but I want to kind of i want to like see if I can cap it and I'm really gonna to try to jackson' What do we start like at twelve oh five yeah try to go thirty minutes and that's it I'll take the over I know I know I mean you're not even
2: you're <laughs> that's not, like I'm I'm strapped in for an hour, hour and a half at least. <laughs> oh,
0: shipping the under, but yeah. uh, either way, get involved. Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com or in the chat, and uh, we thank our sponsors, the studios. There it is. It actually is right there. Ryan Kelly, is that my computer making that sound or your computer?
2: Uh, I don't have any new emails, so that's you.
0: Huh. All right. Let me take a look. Not me either. Well, either way, what the fuck does it matter? The well, home loan is a sponsor of the studios. If you're looking to refinance, uh, refinance now, uh, do so with Ryan Kelly, the home or get pre approved. I don't know if anybody else is looking at homes. I'm looking, and uh, not a lot out there. I, you just moved, so you're not even you're not in the I'm conversation.
2: Not worried about it at the moment. And I don't know what's know out there.
0: But interest rates are going up. So if you want to make sure you can uh, save money now, do it now before they go up more. The HomeLoanExpert.com studio sponsor. And once you do indeed get your home, get it insured with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. He is my insurance agent. He's a longtime sponsor of this podcast. I'm a big fan of James Carlton. He's a good guy. And he is in Webster Grove State Farm. 314 961 4800 go online at carltoninsurance.net for home, for life, for auto, customer service. Unlike anybody else, the best in the business, James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. All right, let me see if there's anything. Kenny Strode, suck duck fat. Too late, Nancy Boy, blocked. That might be from Kevin Miller directed at you. I don't know. I can't see the Facebook user's name. No, I'm blocked. Uh, manchild79 is in the YouTube chat so I can see him. He says, Kevin posts are great. Eating habits are trash. B. Yeah, that's what we make. Uh, Jackson is quite the editor. That's from Steve and Wildwood. And, uh, that's what we have currently in the chat. Pretty boys. I assume that's from one of our many female listeners who are dialed in right now with the Hitachi on the nightstand. Probably 27 years old. You'd have to think. Investment banker. Investment banker. Absolutely. (laughs) Went to school at Cal Berkeley. Decided where she wanted to live after living in the Bay Area and chose
2: the 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 greatest fans.
0: Mound City. The Mound City. All right. uh, Let me see what I got here. Oh, boy. (laughs) Title, Title of the email is vaccine mandates versus overall health.
2: All right. I'm done. <laughs> Get my seatbelt on here. I,
0: I, I, but I must have put it in here for a reason, because if it's sure. like, all right, we'll see where we go or we'll see where we're going here. Uh, Tim and boy, this has been on my mind for a bit. I hope I am able to concisely articulate myself well. Generally, it's safe to say that healthy lifestyle choices lead to positive outcomes as we progress through the many chapters of our lives. We human beings make everyday decisions that all add up to a certain amount of risk as it pertains to our health. Many, not all, of these risks are modifiable risks that negatively affect our overall health. Examples of modifiable risk factors are high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high blood sugar, obesity. The above risks are modifiable, meaning that poor diet decisions, smoking, excessive alcohol, and lack of exercise, etc. contribute to the aforementioned risk factors, which in turn directly lead to diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and stroke. Similarly, the COVID vaccine has a direct effect on outcomes as it pertains to COVID-19. Receiving the vaccine leads to considerably less severe symptoms related to being infected with COVID. Why is, I just read what's in the prompter, so I think there might be a word missing. It might be, why is it? It says, why is that society is so quick to tout the healthy benefits of receiving the COVID vaccine but fails to utilize the same amount of energy to tout everyday, non-pandemic, healthy lifestyle decisions. I appreciate your time. That email, I saved it because at first I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, this whole just reading things on the air without reading through them. I'm like, what did I do? But now I why well, I saved it. And he sent that in. That's that's from. He sent it to my TMA STL account and then I forwarded okay. it to inside STL. So that's why at the top of my, but he sent it on March 13th uh, and I forwarded it yesterday. So that's why. So I get it. So we're not like, we're not. Yeah. Know. Litigating the, the
2: existence of it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh,
0: so uh, Jackson, I will, uh, I will yield the floor to you uh, first, sir, for that one. And I'm going to well, turn the thermostat up in here because it's cold as balls. Right. So I'll be listening, Maybe right. I'll be right here.
2: All right. So I think that I think it's a really well written email and I think it raised some good questions. But the main thing, the difference between the vaccine, like touting the vaccine and getting the vaccine versus high blood pressure, diabetes, poor lifestyle choices is like if I eat poorly or if I don't exercise, doesn't mean you next to me doesn't eat well or exercise poorly. But if I don't get the COVID vaccine, I get COVID, I could give it to somebody else. High blood pressure isn't transferable. It isn't contagious, whereas COVID is. So that's why I think more people would be more likely to tout that, the vaccine itself, rather than the other things, which is a personal choice. Um, But if you don't get a COVID vaccine and you're more susceptible to COVID, you could be endangering other people.
0: So you covered what I would put, If I like to make family feud analogies because I think it really resonates with the general population. So if Steve Harvey were asking that question and I were to hit the buzzer right away. That would be a form of what I think would be the number one answer. Right. But I think this gentleman, I don't know if I was given permission to, he just said, I appreciate your time. That was his final line. I see his email. I believe I actually know the gentleman from St. Gabriel's. If I'm not mistaken, but hmm. uh, I believe a couple of reasons factor into something that I, I do read often as to, well, how come, we don't hear Bill Maher talks about this often and I've read people's complaints about this COVID more often than not has had severe impacts on people with some of these risks that he's talking about, but you don't really hear tending to those factors as much as you hear just simply vaccine, which then goes back to Jackson, what you just said. I also think there are two factors in it and I don't know, uh, that I would put second and third, and it, and, and probably a distant second and third. Um, one of which i I've heard a little discussion on, and another one that i don't I don't recall really hearing much on, but that doesn't mean it hasn't been discussed, and some people may immediately email me or if they're in the chat point it out. Uh, and that is number one, um, fat shaming is is ridiculous as it sounds when you're talking about helping people get through something that may impact their ability to continue to live it's a it's a it's so i can't explain it outside of that i know that it exists and um i think it's something that in five to ten years it won't necessarily be considered fat shaming uh i think it'll just be considered talking about health but right now um that is something i remember speaking of bill maher actually and I think he later apologized. I don't want to talk about Mar, but James Corden. Do you remember this? Do you know where I'm going with this? Super obscure. God, I feel like it was within the last couple of years. It probably would have been, no, probably would have been more than two years ago because I don't think he would have done it during COVID. But he did this thing talking about fat shaming and how ridiculous it is because it's not fat shaming, it's health. And then James Corden, CBS late night talk show host, Uh, probably best known for carpool karaoke, then responds in what was an easy applause line. And as a guy who's heavier uh, in saying you know, essentially saying I'm fat and proud. um, And then it's mean spirited. What he said was mean spirited. Now I do think oftentimes when I'm watching Bill Maher talk, when he makes fat jokes, it's not like I'm like, oh, that's mean spirited. I actually think it's just weak, not because it's mean spirited, but because he's he's better than that. And I'm not talking about better morally. I'm talking his intellect. That's such a one. that. Yeah, it's just a one foot putt of a joke. It's just kind of right. I couldn't make fun of Chris Christie for being fat. It's just like, yeah uh, you know. I mean, any hack in an open mic night can do that one. You know, you're better than than that shit. So that wasn't what he was doing with that thing. And then of course Corden got a bunch of support. And if I'm not not mistaken, but I don't watch him. Hasn't he lost weight? Do you know that? I'm I'm not yeah, trying to Yeah, stuff. he's lost
2: a little weight. I think I, I like uh he does, you know, all my late night TV viewing is basically all on YouTube with their like little shorter segments. Right. stuff.
0: Yeah, that's what it's that's what it's designed for. And, and
2: he and yeah, absolutely. And he, he makes I think he's funny and very talented. Uh and he has lost uh not like he hasn't like completely like he's not a different person looking, but he's done better with his weight. Uh, so
0: th- that was that was that was something then Mars talked about how why aren't we talking more about health in, in regards to some of these uh, factors that people can control as opposed, as opposed to whether or not uh, one, you know, just contracts covid um and then you of course get into the vaccine discussion i'm talking about the the mitigating those risk factors so you have that element and then i also and this just goes to and this is taking covid and the vaccine out of the equation for the purpose of the discussion do you ever see the film supersize me yes i would think that would be right up your alley about Mm -hmm. 10 years old maybe a little older than that maybe closer to probably like 405 ish oh is it that old now okay but either way uh that and I remember watching another documentary on the food business. Might have been called Food Inc. I don't know. E- either way, one about
2: sugar. I, re- I watched one about sugar. Yeah, sugar about sugar. Just
0: because I think I think I think oftentimes when people are out of shape or, or obese, I don't necessarily think. It, I think they get castigated by those who are not as being lazy. It's like, oh, we can just paint them off as lazy or we'll paint off somebody if you voted for this person as dumb or whatever it is, however you want to do it. I think it's easier that way, but I don't think it's necessarily accurate. Um, So I think so. A couple of levels to that, Jackson. First off, it's my answer because there's a lot of money in it. There's a lot of money in the food industry itself. For media outlets, there's a lot of money in those food companies advertising.
2: Absolutely. It's a
0: big part of our economic system but secondarily to drive into why people may not necessarily be in shape i just can't even imagine I mean, here i am now with two children and the lack of time i have with two children i can't imagine a situation where if you're a single mother a single father and and have multiple children and how you possibly are in a position to afford healthy food And then have the time to work out. That means you also can afford the child care. So, oh, they're just lazy and fat. Well, okay. But I mean, there's levels of it. I also think oftentimes people are interested in eating healthy and think they're eating healthy, but they are getting misinformation. Um, Like fat free is an example, just as one example. Uh, Diet soda, as another example, specific to fat free, the way they make up for the flavor with taking the fat out is by loading up on the carbohydrates, oftentimes, not all the time. uh, That is not going to help your cause. Um, With diet soda, that's an absolute misnomer. It has zero calories. It's yeah, I guess it's less than having a straight up Coca-Cola, but it's still got impacts on your system. And I just think that that's one of those things that is, is misinformation. I look at pictures of myself. A decade ago, and I was like, I wasn't fat. I weighed like a buck sixty-five, but I was like skinny fat. Right. And a lot of a lot of what I would say changes when you know the proper macronutrients. But you have to have the time to know this and the ability to like eat toward right. these things. And you know, and okay, I weigh now. I weigh a buck sixty, so. I'm going to have about 150 grams of calories. And then there's a ratio of my carbohydrates and then, but I'm tracking all of this shit, you know, I, but if you're working all the time and you are raising a bunch of kids, or if you're just working all of the time, who has the, who number one will do it. I'm fucking crazy. And number two, who, who may have the time to do that? Who may have the money to, to spend on, on eating that way. So I think it needs to be talked about because I think one of the reasons it isn't talked about is because people don't want to be labeled as mean or fat shaming and then get taken out on social media. I also think one of the talking points with regard to, yeah, Americans need to, you know, watch what they eat. Yes, they do. But I think it's more like, Oh, they're just lazy, fat, lazy Americans. And I think there are circumstances that contribute to it. Certainly it's part of it, but I don't think it's all of it. And I don't think it's necessarily a comfortable discussion to have that, it's not necessarily an easily fixable pro- problem. And then furthermore, when this thing was first breaking two years ago, and we were talking about it on the show at the time, uh, and it was right around this time, two years ago, where it became clear, we could not talk about it on the show. Uh, still never experienced more intense hate mail than that, uh, in March and April of 2020 that. I recall reading articles about it at the beginning and saying how this is going to affect Americans more than other places because of the obesity and also because of the number of smokers. Mm. And so then that gets into talking with regards to cigarettes and how that impacts things. But, that, you know, I mean, that, that's certainly his decline materially over the last two decades, but the obesity has not. And I just think it's a, uh, I just think it's one of those things that uh, that, I think there are people with the intention of eating healthy. Like, for example, Doug, what does Doug do with regards to eating? Because you love talking like when the Rizzuto show was. Talking, oh, yeah, boy. He if, never will eat bread.
2: No, never eats bread.
0: Now, that, of course, lowers the carbs. But, you know, it's, it's not like the. So people have things they get caught up in. Like I'll drink vitamin water zero. Well, it's still not necessarily. I mean, it's vitamin water zero, but it's still a sugar drink. You right. know, if, if, it, if it, it says no it sugar, before,
2: if it says no sugar and it's still sweet, that means they're putting some sort of additive in there that's just as bad as sugar.
0: And I think in a vitamin water zero, there's still eight carbohydrates. Not to say you can't have carbohydrates. I'm just saying it's just it's all packaged to trick you. Right. If if you care. And that's the game. I'm not saying, and again, I'm not, I'm not necessarily giving a solution. I'm just saying you really have to dig in and I'm sure there's still plenty of shit that I'm doing that is wrong. But I think there are people who think they're doing right to try to get themselves healthy. And there's just either misinformation or it turns out they're not necessarily doing what's right. And then even if they are, it might not have the, uh, the means to either work out or the means to afford it. It's, it's a, it really is like a shell game. And, uh, and I think when it gets down to it, the priority is the money and not the health Yeah, and that's, I think at the, at the bottom line, that's, that's it. Uh, Todd, I see you are in the uh, the chat. I thought that was a very good question. Initially when I started reading it, I thought, Oh my God, what in the hell am I doing? Reading a vaccine question, but it, it wasn't a vaccine question. Totally different level. All right. Uh, next question. What do we got here? Hey, Tim, hope you and yours are well. A belated congrats on the new addition to the family. I am reaching out about Missouri's basketball head coach hire. I'm curious about your take on it, given your decades-long fandom of Missouri sports. As someone who's not a Mizzou fan and has an outsider's perspective, I think it's a fantastic hire. Haven't heard a lot of people saying that, Jackson. No. Uh, Here is why. It doesn't come with the same hype as other recent major coaching hires at Mizzou. I am a St. Louis University basketball fan, and my buddy and I joke it's the hope that kills us. We're fans of a program that always seems to be on the verge of breaking through and becoming a regular NCAA tournament team. We cling to that hope but end up heartbroken when things inevitably go awry. While it might be the hope that kills SLU fans, I'd argue it's the hype that kills Mizzou fans. It seems that in the past, Mizzou fans have purchased all the stock and the hype of every major recent hire, With Barry Odom and Kim Anderson, the fans bought into the true son narrative of those hires. It seems fans maybe bought too much into the belief that Anderson and Odom, as alums, were destined to bring the football and basketball programs to the promised land. And then there was the hype that came with Martin and him signing Porter as a recruit right after the hiring. I think fans thought that was the turning point for Mizzou basketball. If anything, that early hype was just the first indicator of his eventual downfall. He could only disappoint from that moment on. And, of course, there's the current hype with Drinkwitz. There is a portion of the Missouri fan base that seems to drool over anything drink does or tweets or the shoes he wears. Anyways, this lengthy post leads me back to Dennis Gates. It seems the majority of the fan base's early impression of the hire is negative. I think that bodes well for Mizzou. They are overdue for a coaching hire that underwhelms at the outset. Hopefully it will put modest and understandable expectations on Gates. As he starts the job, my guess is that Mizzou fans will look back three or four years, maybe sooner, and be satisfied with the hire. This time it looks like the hype might not kill them. All my best. That's from Darren's Doppelganger. Hey, D.D. Dee Dee. Uh, all right, Action Jackson. You're a big Missouri basketball guy. You get to go first here. Sure. Uh,
2: great email. Appreciate it. And always love talking Mizzou sports, specifically hoops. There's a couple misnomers in the email I'd like to address. All right. One, and you can speak to this better than I can, Tim, because I was in high school at the time, but was the reaction around Kim Anderson excited? I don't remember it being very excited.
0: It was, I remember, like, there was talk of who to replace Frank Haith, and I remember hearing people talking about Kim Anderson, and I, like, mocked it. Right. Doug was on board with Kim Anderson. He liked that. And I'm just like, there's no way they're doing it. that's just one person, but there were some people that really liked that. I don't think it was a majority. So I also would disagree. I would disagree with that. I don't know if there was people, there were people really in the fan base jumping up and down about Barry Odom so much as going considering the state of the program after yeah. November, 2015, this is about as good as you're going to be able to do. Sure. Sure.
2: I, and I agree with that. So as that out of the way, and then the hype with Martin was like, Two percent, Conzo Martin, ninety-eight percent, Michael Porter Jr., the number one recruit in the country, is coming to Mizzou. Uh, but I don't disagree that he—he he only he couldn't go anywhere but down after that, because that was the most hype I've seen from Mizzou basketball, not including tournament runs in my entire life. To see Michael Porter Jr., the number one prospect in the country, saying I'm decommitting from UW and coming to Mizzou, that was that was one of a kind excitement, and that's the. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. announced he was decommitting and go to Mizzou like a day after I decided to transfer to Mizzou. So half of that was me too.
0: Oh, I didn't but, even realize you played a role in that.
2: Yeah, no, I was a big part of the hype. Uh, people saw me coming and they knew trouble was in town. But, yeah. um, uh, but with Gates, I do agree that like not having as much hype could be a benefit for him. He can, you know, kind of like an under-promise, over-deliver kind of situation, which is obviously what we all hope for. I like that he has a ton of energy. I like that he's hungry and that he uh, he has aspirations, kind of like a why not us attitude, which I think is important. Having like, you know, sure, like winning is good and consistent winning is good, but like we want to take the next, like we want to do something here. Like this is something I want to do. So I think that he does in a way benefit from the lack of hype. But Mizzou fans, like there's sects of Mizzou fans that are, Some are more rational than others. Some are more passive than others, and then some are rabid. So you're going to get a mix of all of that when you take the consensus feel of a hire when you're talking about Mizzou fans. You got to specify, you know, the rabid fans might not be into them, but the casual ones, you know, why not give them a chance? So that's kind of, I'm kind of have a foot in both camps. I can be rabid, but I'm also somewhat pragmatic.
0: Well, I mean, when it gets down to it, I don't know who doesn't think they're rational. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. You see you're what I'm right. That's a shot not at you, but that's, that's no, true. that's a good point. I'm including myself, like, well, I mean, I'm I'm of course thinking rationally, and then people go, "Yeah, you're the guy who you know take your pick of whatever perverted shit I've got going on." So, um, you know, as far as recent evaluation of the the hires uh, football, you have Odom and Drinkwitz. I don't necessarily think there was hype with either one of those, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe people would differ with that. Not and with, regard- <laughs> with regards to Quinn, I do think there was hype. Now, I don't know if this gentleman's speaking about Quinn Snyder. That, I absolutely would agree there was hype there. I don't think there was with Mike Anderson. I absolutely don't. I don't think he would say there was hype with Frank Haith. A portion, like you said, of the fan base, uh, the older alums loved the Kim Anderson thing, not because of Kim per se, but because they made like Norm Stewart's coming back in the form of Kim Anderson because he was on his bench. Uh, i was of the, of all of them most excited about conzo martin, so like i said what, what what that tells you about my judgment on these coaching hires i specific to gates you know i th- I watched that yesterday um the first anyway half hour of it I would say, and what stood out to me was um he has a personality which in a way is it, well it's not it, it can't be a negative that's a good thing um I didn't think necessarily a lot of it was delivered. Um, you know, I mean, like, like you said on one hundred and one, you know, you were talking about a, a lot of word salad. Maybe is, is right, the right?
2: Yeah, you said a lot of cliches.
0: Um, but with that said, I like two specific things. I love that he talked about winning a national championship, not because he's saying we're going to win a national championship now. In order for it to become a reality, it has to be a vision at the outset. It's just the way that things work, you know. In order to build something from scratch or build something that's a disaster, you have to be able to visualize greatness. It may sound asinine, but if everybody was thinking it, everybody would be doing it. Uh, so I like that. I think that it is. Abs- I think it's probably more possible to win a basketball national championship in Missouri than it is a football one. But I think in both programs, you have to be talking about it. Uh, And not just satisfied at like the football thing. And again, I'm thinking of probably like 15% of the fan base, like going to bowls when fucking everybody (laughs) goes to bowls. Uh, And and then also I thought, I think it's a tell of character. And I could be wrong that he went out of his way to thank not just Cleveland State, but the president, the AD, the players, while he's on Missouri's campus being introduced as Missouri's head coach. Cause it reminded me of when I interviewed Gary Pankle, And he went out of his way to talk about Toledo, not like he spent 10 minutes on it, but it just clearly meant something to him. It wasn't just like a a stop on the way. Right. And in Pinkle's case, he had been there for a while and they beat Penn State the year before, which was a big upset. In Gates' case, he was only there three years. It obviously wasn't going to be a place he spent the rest of his career. If that were the case, things wouldn't have been working out for him there. For sure. So I think that that's a tell on the kind of guy you have. And so my full transparency, I wanted Kim English to get the job. But it's not because I know what he can do as a coach. It's because I liked him when he was a player, and I liked his passion. But I don't know how he is. as a coach just like I don't know how Dennis Gates is a coach. Uh, I loved the idea of Conzo Martin. It didn't work out. So if anything, uh, it's not like I have a great track record on calling these shots on these coaches. And I was excited when Mike Anderson left, and I thought it was going to be great for the program. So I am anxious to see what Gates can do. I really am. And I didn't think I was going to feel that way when I saw he was going to be the guy when I woke up on Saturday morning. I was kind of like, oh, my God. But over the last few days, not because I think he's going to, you know, become – take your pick of whatever great college basketball coach but there are things that he says and there are traits that he possesses that he bet on himself and left florida state uh like we had cy young the assistant coach from florida state on 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 101 espn um that's a great trait i like that trait as well he didn't talk about it at the press conference i don't think he did anyway but people are telling him he's committing career suicide well people some people told gary pinkle he was committing career suicide when he left toledo to go to missouri so I like when people are confident enough to bet on him. I also think finally on this, that for what the situation is at Missouri, you have to have somebody who is younger and hasn't done it yet, who is hungry to prove that he can do it. It's not time for Dana Altman, for example, to come in and go, oh my God, I've got nothing. And I'm whatever, however old Dana Altman is, I don't know. I would imagine in his mid, late fifties, It just might not be where he is at that point in his life where he's looking to try to rebuild something. But a guy who's coming from Cleveland State in the Horizon League gets a shot in the SEC and he believes in himself. And he worked under Leonard Hamilton for all those years. That, I think, is the right DNA for this hire. Now, I think Kim English would have been the same thing, but uh, they chose Gates. Desiree Reed francois liked him from the beginning, um, from back when she was at Virginia Tech, much less UNLV. So at the very least, I'm interested to see what's going on. Whereas I tuned out the Missouri basketball program from the moment they uh, lost to Kansas City uh, earlier in the year. All right, Jackson, we're approaching 30 minutes, and I am going to shut it down. Not now, but I'm going. It's coming up on, and I still got more questions locked in here. But I told you I wasn't going to go an hour and a half. I'm just not doing it, Jackson. I'm just not doing it. No, uh, hey, do as long as you want. I'm here. What well, a pleasant surprise. You're going to be here till five o'clock either way.
2: Nope, not today. I'm promising oh, wow. myself that I'm not going to be here until 5.
0: All right. I uh, focus hey, uh, more today than I heard earlier. Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider, the Tim McCurnan Show podcast. Work with Seth Goldcamp and his staff. I know it's not Iggy's forecast, but I am going to uh, take a look at the forecast. I see looking outside, it is just rainy, gloomy, 49 degrees. Ugh, the worst. Uh, tomorrow cold man uh high of 44 and 70 percent chance of rain yeah just not that great here on the forecast gotta be honest with you a little colder over the next few days if you are dealing with any hvac issues work with the great seth gold camp and design air heating and cooling online at design air service dot com uh, could you tell the great people about mark hannah and Evergreen wealth strategies
2: be more than happy to mark is the best simple as that he really is he's 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 the kind of guy you would trust with your finances. He's the kind of guy, like, one of the only guys that you would be like, okay, I know that this guy is going to take care of me and have my best interest at heart. Like, that is what's so important about Mark Hanna is that he's a great guy, he's incredibly intelligent, and he's very, very helpful. So having a guy like Mark Hanna in your corner is so – like, you can't put a price on that. He's just – it's something that's so important. So when you have someone as intelligent – and as caring as Mark Hanna, you're going to be in really, really, really good shape. If you're like me, just starting out, making a little bit of money, or if you're in a completely different situation, it doesn't matter. Mark Hanna has plans tail- and can tailor a plan for you so that you're best set up for the future. That's why I like Mark Hanna so much, because he is the best in the business. So if you don't have anybody, if you don't have a plan, give Mark Hanna a call. He'll get you straightened out, and then you won't have to worry. And then if you already have someone... Maybe consider making the switch because Mark really is the best in the
0: business. EvergreenSTL.com, 314 889 0503. That's Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Mungan St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. Work with the great Jamie Burkhardt or Clayton Patterson, St. Louis Acura.com, AltonToyota.com. It's Mungan the official automotive provider of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Email me, T McKernan at insidestl.com, and I will be happy to connect you with. Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson. All right. Uh, I'm going to do one more. Okay. Do one more. And that means we're going to have some saved here uh, for our next show. Hey, Tim, several years ago, I remember you held a series of auditions with female personalities for a potential on-air role. We've done that, I bet, around four times in the history of TMA. I believe the last you eventually chose was named Deanna. That is correct. That was like seven years ago, I bet.
2: Entertainment report.
0: That's correct. We had, we had Jen, the entertainment reporter, then we had Chasey, then we did auditions, and then we did auditions again. So I believe we've done it four times. Um, uh, are there any interesting stories from that experience you can share? What were you looking for during that search? Was it a potential addition to the TMA roster or something different? Is it safe to say that whatever it was that you were looking for can be described with one word? Learn. I think Learn is absolutely fantastic. I hope there will be more opportunities to integrate her into the show slash podcast slash events in the future. She's just so talented. More importantly, knows how to play ball with you, Nitwit. Speaking of talented female personalities, now that you plan to start back up with interviews on the podcast, have you ever considered interviewing Courtney Landrum? I have. Uh, I was thinking about interviewing her back when she was at Y98. Uh, I remember her from listening to the Stephen DC show long ago. And I have to think she has some interesting stories from back then. Sounds like Iggy has a good relationship with her, so maybe he can be involved as well unless he has lunch plans with his (laughs) great school pals. That is from Scott. Scott, wonderful question. So Jackson, do you remember the entertainment reporters?
2: Oh yeah. I remember. uh, I remember one of them was a friend of Mike McNeil, the uh, tight end for the Rams uh Katie something. I still oh, yeah. she, she came in,
0: she didn't she didn't do it, but she did come in for a few days. I remember Katie, yeah. County, who people would know yeah. from great she, golf uh,
2: account on Instagram. She's uh like really into golf. It's great. Um, but I do remember that. Yes, I absolutely remember the it was like twenty fourteen, right when I started listening. I, the entertainment report. Enjoyable.
0: So uh going back, like I said, yeah, Jen the Entertainment Reporter. That was the tsunami excited many, uh, famous drop in TMA lore. Uh, then you had Chasey who was on the show for a number of years. Um, and then you had just a series of auditions. So what Scott asked is essentially uh, like he, like he just basically just like he, he owned my soul. He's <laughs> right. What I have been looking for, for, I mean, shit, now we're talking about almost 20 years right? is exactly what learn is. Yeah. Um, And at some point, you know, we'll we'll get into it probably more at some point. You know, maybe it'll be years down the road. I don't know. But uh, yes, um, Learn and I, we did a podcast on this podcast in 20, probably 18, if I had to guess. I hadn't met her. She hadn't met me. I walked in. She was already in the studio. And, uh, I guess th- this is the day actually that he had the grade score <laughs> human lunch with the Irish mob. And, uh, and, and he did, he did keep walking back and forth. I mean, I, you know, he did. I, I, Cause I remember her going, God, he's just walking back and forth, like <laughs> into the studio. I'm like, it's so strange because I thought he was leaving, but either way. And we just, we hit it off. It's just one of those things. If you go back and you listen to our first interview, which at this point is four years ago, it's just one of, it's just one of those things. And chemistry is not something you can teach. It's either there or it's not. And it just is. And it's, it's really the secret ingredient to any successful show. If you're listening to this, you're probably a TMA fan. And so you think of TMA and chemistry, but you know, there's hundreds of other shows with chemistry and that's the key. And so chemistry with a, with a co-host or producer is uh, imperative. So uh, we have that. I said maybe, probably not on that podcast because it would have been weird because we just met, but probably the second time she came in, I said, just so you know, we're going to work together. And I still tell her, I think when she was in a couple of weeks, I said it again, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But at the time she was working with John Hewlett and she felt like it would have been disrespectful to say, yeah, I know we probably will because she didn't want people to take it as disrespectful to him. Sure. Now having gotten to know John Eulett better here since we've been here and I knew him before, but now like i talk talked with him, I just talked with him a little bit ago. He is just the absolute, like for real, I can't say enough good things about John Eulett.
2: He's the man. He's just the greatest. Yeah. He's awesome.
0: I, and I, I, and it's kind of, I see like learn when she tries to talk about why he's so great and she can't really explain it. I know she talks about, he's a great husband and, and father, Um like admires his the way he raises his daughters i don't know how to describe why i don't know do you why don't you describe it see if you can do it
2: well i, I mean the first time i probably met you man was when i was like six because my mom knew him she worked at the post-dispatch for 25 years and knew hewlett and said you know she introduced me and then after i remember to this day she said that's the nicest human being in the world is yeah, john she told me that from day one. She said she is the night and he just is, he's kind, he's caring. I told him like my name once and then every day said like, you know, the day, the next day he was like, Hey Jackson, how are you? How's right. You? He came Mom. in here.
0: Maybe you were in here a couple days ago and he goes, Hey, uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, I don't know if he said, uh, you you guys call him plow, you know? And I'm going, because oh. <laughs> I don't want to call him that is it Darren. I go, yeah. 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 So it's just how he is. It's just, he's just great. But it's, it's. I'm not going he's great because he's been on KC 95 for as long as he's been on KC 95. He's just a great fucking guy. He could be mm-hmm. somebody who's completely behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just he's great. So I got why she said that then. And obviously, at this point, we have not worked together. But yes, to answer the email, she is she is essentially I've never thought of it that way at all, because I haven't thought about the entertainment reporter position. And, you know, since we had one, but. Yes, that is essentially when we would open it up. That's what I was looking for. I always have wanted to work with a female right. um, that that was something that was uh, of of importance to me early on in my career. And uh, and so she's yeah, she she is. She was certainly But I, Listen, I mean, she, I learn. I realize if you're a TMA listener, you may not be a KC listener. She's hosting Afternoon Drive on KC 95. I mean, it's not like she's like trying to get her career going. She's got a good no, thing going. So, really on, thing. you know, or, or the number one radio station, I don't know, 105.7 and KC go back and forth. So either way, they're the top two stations in the market. So she's good. It would just be more of a matter of what would she want to do in addition to KC because she isn't leaving KC. I, I promise you that. And if you listen to her podcast when she was on with us a couple of weeks ago, she holds that station in the highest of, uh, you know. I mean, she's a huge kc ninety five fan. But yeah, I, I would love to uh, work with her, and I think the world of her. Saw her this morning. Mm-hmm. To, somebody walked by and smacked the glass where I was sitting, talking to Mike Ryder of one hundred and one ESPN before our show. And I saw Doug walk by, but I am like, that wasn't Doug. And then you, go, oh, that was Learn. I go, Learn, what the hell is she doing here? No, I was confused. I said, "What's up? What are you doing here?" She goes, "I'm here." And I go, oh, "I don't trust that. There must be something going." She goes, "Yeah, I'm here to take over your show." <laughs> so, she is. Uh, she, She's she, the best. The key is, as I said in the sales meeting yesterday, the 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 secret ingredient of TMA because uh, chemistry is not a secret. The secret ingredient is a lack of self awareness. That's that's really the secret sauce. But then you also have to be able to, if everybody is truly really going to get along and then also want everybody here uh you also have to be able to give shit and take shit you yeah. can't just give shit and then get mad if you you know get it you know it has to be it has to go both ways yeah and way. she can you know she can give the shit but you know she also oh, yeah. cool will take it and you know it's just she's awesome she, she really from, is she's so from. this is, I've never thought of it that way but that that email by Scott is uh right on target. Yeah, essentially, what I've been looking for uh, is is uh, learn, and uh, and I didn't even realize it until we did a. Pod- and I remember walking into that podcast, and I and she has since told me she was thinking the same thing. It's like we don't know each other. What the fuck are we going to talk about? And then it just wound up being you know nine yeah. minutes of just fucking off and bullshit, <laughs> and it was great. So uh, that's a, an astute observation by Scott. I tip my cap as far as behind the scenes stories on entertainment reporters. I don't know what you're looking for. I think I know what you're looking for. Uh, I can tell you that at the very least with regards to me, uh, none of that is going on. I am I am I am the most asexual human being in the workplace going. I just uh, although Jackson, I don't really sense that you're, uh, you know, (laughs) putting it out there yourself.
2: Yeah, I, I I maybe it's because of my age but it's you gotta you just always be cautious and you know you hear okay. horror stories and it's not even you know the best thing you can be in an office is just be like a guy that people say oh nice guy I see him on the hall he says hi you don't want to be the guy that people are like man
0: yeah he's- Guy's that's a whole the thing, thing is we were saying they're really – and I think people might be getting – I guess Iggy does sound like he's like laying it on so thick.
2: He lays it on a little
0: thick. <laughs> but he is being serious, and that's for the sure. thing. It's like I don't know. I mean, I guess if I could think of somebody, would I say it on here? On <laughs> no, no. But for real, right? you know, I yeah. haven't had this. Even at KMOV, Doug and I have talked about it. Even at KMOV, there were some people where you'd go, God, we're working, you know, at this big television station. And you're just like, what the fuck's up with that guy? You know, what the fuck's up with her? You know, like Doug tells the story about the photographer lying down in the middle of the fairway at the LPGA event because she got tired.
2: So fucking.
0: And funny. when I hear him say it, it's like, yeah, I know who she is. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Or he'd be driving her along and that guy would just pull over to the side of the road on like an interstate and just start eating. And Doug would look over and go, what are you doing? He goes, it's lunchtime. And I could just sit there awkwardly, you know, before the era of the iPhone and just be like, this is fucking weird, but I don't know what to say. Right. It's, it's it, And I and I worked with some of those people, and it is it is true. These things that he's talking about, there were people who would defile the bathroom proudly. Ugh. And Ugh. we're talking about a KMOV, man. I mean, Ugh. this isn't like, you know... We're not talking about the guy who would piss in the grate at 920. I mean, there's there's 920 and then there's KMOV. Granted, you know, the local news is what it is now. But, you know, 20 years ago or 30 years ago was really when it was going. Right. When was, uh, starting out at KMOV. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. So here it is a good group of people. But, yeah, I'm not uh, as far as back in the day with the entertainment reporters. I do believe that producer Joe, um, but he was a single man and the entertainment reporter is a single girl. So it's really not all that yeah no but yeah man i'm not uh you know no i ain't in that business i <laughs> assuming that's the direction that one would want to go uh that is not uh that is not anything that was uh that was going on with uh you know chasey a married mother i haven't seen her in i don't know how long uh great great person and uh deanna um i believe was selling advertising and might still be selling advertising she was at emis i know that she left uh our operation i guess she was at 920 with us if i'm not mistaken yeah 920
2: 100
0: percent. that's my part listening yeah and then she went to Emmis, and i don't know if she's still selling and now it would be over at Entercom, which is now odyssey i don't know but i haven't seen her in a few years either but um yeah. Learns outstanding. And whoever texted that in uh, Scott, I recall was the gentleman's name. I tip my cap because that's right on target. All right, Jackson, I'm going to wrap it up. Look at that. What time? There we is- go. Look 45 that? minutes. Exactly. I think that's a nice time. Tidy little podcast. Tidy little podcast. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. Here it is. If you're watching the home Loan studios, James Carlton, the Carlton state farm insurance agency, Seth Goldcamp, Designer, Heating and Cooling, Mark Anna, Evergreenwell Strategies, and Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Munganas, St. Acura.com and Altontoyota.com for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been QFTA on the Tim McKernan show from the HomeLoneExpert.com Studios.
1: Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, we're gonna pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of.